0: Hey there, welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast. This is The Daily Run. We're roaming through Romans, and we, today, my friends, are entering Romans chapter 14. Woo! I know, I know. I'm excited. I am very excited. And uh, Romans chapter 14 has some great stuff in it because, well, it's God's word, so what is it not going to have great stuff in it? I mean, come on, Mike, get with the program. Yeah, it's got great stuff in it, so let's hit it and uh, talk about some some unusual things because he says some stuff here that's culturally appropriate for us, but it's, um, it's taught in a way or spoken of a way that was culturally appropriate to them at the time. So we kind of have to look at what he's saying and say, okay, what was happening in their culture? How does that fit to our culture? Because our culture is a little different, but people are not especially different. Um, so the issues that are there are the issues that we deal with. Today, even though um, the actual the actual uh, issue um, is different than maybe an issue that we're dealing with, it does translate over, as you'll see. I think. All right. So anyway, Romans 14, chapter uh, chapter 14, verse one. It says this. Paul says, "Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things." All right, now this is something that I have failed at so many times. When I was a pastor, I failed at this so many times. I would receive one who was weak in the faith, um, and then I would get into disputes over doubtful things. I had some folks at different times that would come to the church, and they would want to argue about things that um, were doubtful things, right? So they were not things that were... um, They were just peripheral issues that didn't make any difference. um, Or they were just issues that were, you know, I I had people that would come that said, well, I don't believe the Bible is the word of God. And usually I was pretty good about saying, well, then we're always going to disagree. We're always going to disagree on things about God because you don't have the same foundation as me. The problem was I would continue to discuss things with them afterwards. Rather than just saying, look, as long as we disagree on this foundational principle that the Bible is God's inspired word. You know, I had a friend that would always come to church and say, well, you know, the Bible contains the truth. And I'd say, no, the Bible is the truth. So we're never going to be on the same page as long as we are disagreeing on that thing. But what Paul says here, I think, is really important. He says, receive one who is weak in the faith but not to disputes over doubtful things. Now, he's going to go on to say more about this, and we'll talk more about this um, as the uh, as the week goes on. And But here's the thing I wanted to point out, and this is something I think is overlooked by a lot of people and missed by a lot of people, and I think um, especially people who are outside the church, and hopefully I'll remember to come back to that momentarily. But he says, receive one who is weak in the faith, not every christian every person in the church is going to be a mature believer i'm going to say that again not everybody in the church is going to be a mature believer and so it's very important that we offer fellowship to christians who are at different stages in their walk in the lord and a lot of people really struggle with this because they have expectations that Christians are going to be walking a certain way. Now, I think that there's some validity to saying, hey, I'm expecting a Christian to act like a Christian, to live like a Christian. Well, sure, but the problem is, is that we're all in different places in our walk with the Lord. The Lord is revealing things to us individually uh, about where we need to be with him, and he is working um to conform us into the image of his son and it's a process it's a process and the problem that happens a lot of times is that those of us who have been in the church for a long time and have been walking with the Lord for a long time we start to sometimes get an an attitude of spiritual um, superiority or we start to look down on people I remember years ago being at a church and uh, a certain member of the church who was not necessarily in leadership, but had been there a long time and had a certain position in the church of um, respect, was in trying to get the pastor to preach on smoking. I wanted the pastor to preach a sermon on smoking because we had a bunch of people in our church who were smokers. And And I remember being kind of, you know, kind of irked by that whole idea. Like, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about smoking. So you're going to have to go and make the Bible say something uh, about smoking now I'm sure there it wouldn't be that hard uh if you know the Bible to pull out verses you know that talk about the Bible being the temple of the Holy Spirit and you know taking care of yourself physically um there are some verses that talk about those things, but you know then you then you really need to start talking about Twinkies and Kentucky Fried Chicken and other harmful things we put in our bodies as well and and to me, it was kind of one of those things where there were some people in our congregation that were newer believers you know and they were working through their salvation as the bible says with fear and trembling they're working through it they're being sanctified fancy bible word meaning that god is refining them god is is conforming them into the image of his son he's revealing things to them that are not pleasing you know and so there are those people in the church that start to look down on that person oh like got. It doesn't look good to have people out in front of the church smoking. It doesn't look good, you know. And and I understand their point to, to a degree because they recognize that people are judging the church on the behavior of Christians. And this is really one of those things that is rather unfair, right? Because people outside the church are saying, well, Christians should live this way. Christians should do this. Christians should do that. And actually, I've been dealing with that quite a bit this week with people saying, oh, nobody in the church does this. You know, Christians today, you know, I I get a kick out of these people that are, you know, they're, um, what's the term? Woke people, right? And there's nothing wrong with waking up and saying, hey, there's racism in our world today still. Hey, there's certain things that are sexist and there's certain things that that are, are biased in certain ways that that's really not just and that's not fair. I'm not talking about that. Those things are all good. I'm talking about those people that are are saying like if you say anything that's a generalization anything that is um remotely uh generalized to say like oh you know people are this way or people are that way um to to group any to lump any group together and make a generalized statement is bad well i i think in general generalizations um are not accurate, right? That's the whole thing. They're a generalization. You're saying, you know, white people do this, black people do this, Mexican people do this, whatever. It's not going to be accurate. That's the whole point of, is that, well, no, it's, it doesn't fit for everybody. Um, and so they've caused a lot of harm. But what I find is so much of the time is that the people that are saying that these things cause so much harm are also the ones that are doing the exact same thing. You know, and that takes us back to Romans chapter one, in um, chapter two about, you know, I guess it's chapter two, verse one, where, you know, you, you know, what about you who judge you do the same thing, you know, that these people that are, are, and I, I have some friends in particular that are very much like, um, anti generalization, but at the same time, they make these incredible generalizations, uh, one being about Christians, you know, Christians are so this, Christians don't do this, Christians don't do that. And what I found is that they're doing exactly what other people do. And that is building a, uh, building a statement about a, small group of, uh, about a large group of people based on observations of a small group of people. And in fact, one, one of the people, as we got into the conversation, it really came out that the person was talking about Christians and their family and how particular Christians in their family um had a particular viewpoint and now they're putting that on all Christians which is unfair and it's not accurate. And the problem in general when we talk about all of this is that Christians are all different and they are all in different stages of maturity and some of them are weak and some of them are are sick, you know. Some of them um are, are backsliding some of them are babies in the lord some of them just don't know some of them haven't been taught some of them have not got to that place in their life where they realize like hey i should be studying god's word and some of them are not in a place yet where they're saying i sh- i need to be applying this they have just understand the basic elements of salvation some of them are in a place where they have been deceived by someone's bad teaching and they are walking in a way that's not consistent with scripture. There's some people that have twisted God's word. There's some people that have been taught, you know, that have been, have been taught the wrong things and their theology messed up. There's all kinds of a mess. We're messy people. And so there are those that tend to judge Christians harshly. Um, and there are those that say, oh, Christians are hypocrites. Well, there are Christians who are hypocrites, you know, and that doesn't make it okay, but we're messy people, you know, and we're in all different stages. And so Paul is saying here in the very first verse, you know, receive one who's weak in the faith. You know, Christians don't get to that point where we start shooting our own. We say, well, that guy cussed, so, uh," you know, and it's really easy for us to get that way. We become very much an exclusive group rather than being an inclusive group. And there's a difference between including those who are weak and those who are struggling and those who are instead Rebellious, those who know the truth and are doing the opposite, those who know how they ought to walk and don't care—that's the difference. That's the line, and we see that in uh, in First Corinthians, for example, where Paul talks about, you know, your brother who is involved in deliberate rebellious sin. He says, don't even eat with him. And so there's the difference that we have to watch out for: the weak one versus the rebellious the one who knows and doesn't care versus the one who knows and struggles or the one who doesn't know. And so they're learning. They're babes. We still have to build them up. So anyway, we'll talk more about that probably next time because it's a huge topic. Hopefully that uh, helps you out. Hopefully that gives you a different viewpoint maybe on the way you look at others um, inside the church, outside the church. And uh, God bless you. Talk to you next time.